Hey folks, Randy Newberg here with another bonus episode of Leupold's Hunt Talk Radio. And this one is back to the old idea of we want you to hunt elk every year and we're going to spend the next half hour talking about Arizona. Arizona applications for elk. We're, we're here at Go Hunt headquarters. Brady Miller and I are sitting here going through the highlights of his strategy articles that he puts in the Insider. And we're going to go through what we think are the most important parts. And we're going to get into them, expand on them a little bit. But there's no way we can cover everything because it's those are 40-page articles. And these bonus podcasts, we just can't do for that long. So uh, when we get done with the the sponsor role here uh we're gonna hit the button and uh brady's gonna be on with us but we want to make sure you know who makes this podcast possible uh loophole optics uh you hear me say it every time uh loophole is such a huge supporter of what we do um everything in the shooting in the hunting world conservation hope you go to loopholdopticscott.com or go to your retailer and uh, check out their products uh, i know you'll be very pleased if you do uh, then we have on x maps and we call them on x uh, a lot of people still call them on x maps uh, go to onxmaps.com use promo code randy and get 20 percent off any of their app products uh, we use Onyx for all of our research uh, especially our e-scouting uh, we've done videos on that we've done a whole series on that uh, onyxmaps.com promo code randy save 20 percent in the same as when you go to orion coolers use promo code randy you save 20 percent on the best coolers i know of orioncoolers.com promo code randy and then uh I've saved uh, GoHunt because that's a smooth transition into where we're going to go with this. GoHunt.com. I think when you hear this discussion with Brady and I on Arizona, uh, if you haven't already heard the Wyoming one and the Overview one, you're going you're gonna to realize that the insider has an immense amount of information and draw odds and other, uh, other details that are going to give you a leg up, give you an advantage when it comes to getting or drawing your elk tag for this year. So gohunt.com, sign up for the insider, use promo code Randy, and you're going to get $50 of free store credit in their gear shop. And then when you check out, if, if you're buying stuff in their gear shop, you should go check it out. It's really got a lot of high quality backpack, Western style hunting gear. When you use promo code Randy at checkout, you're going to save 10% on your entire purchase with the exception of option, uh, of optics. Optics have such thin margins. Uh, we can't apply the 10% discount there. But everything else, use promo code Randy in their gear shop, save 10%, sign up for the Insider and use promo code Randy, and you're going to get $50 of free credit in that gear shop. So there you have it, folks. Uh, I'm going to switch this over and Brady Miller and I are going to spend the next 30 or 40 minutes rambling on about how Arizona could be one of the states that fit your plan in our our uh, claim, not claim, our fact that you can hunt elk every year. So here we go. Hey folks, I told you that I had imposed upon Brady Miller, uh, the guy who 
uh, it works at Go Hunt, does their strategy articles, and is probably tired of my emails and my phone calls. I think he's going to block my number pretty soon. Would you do that to me, Brady? I wouldn't block your number, but I might have to limit you to a few days. <laughs> so I should just jump on a podcast and do this, huh? Or you're just going to say, Randy, you get one call a week, huh? Make the most of it. One so. six-hour-long call? <laughs> what you do? <laughs> uh, well, I appreciate you uh, putting up with my calls, and I really appreciate you... Uh, taking the time to be on this podcast we we did the wyoming one that we released about a week ago uh and now we're doing arizona because arizona is the next state on the list and what's that due date february february 12th 12th yeah paper applications were already due but those yeah. are actually going away after this year anyway right. so most people yeah. should be doing it online safer yeah i i draw t- results quicker yeah, sort of I thing. tell people don't even bother with the paper application in Arizona because you got to add this additional little fee and it's very over, very easy to overlook that and your application will get thrown out if you don't add every single little fee. Yep. You so, miss one little mark on there too. Yeah, thrown out. Don't, we don't want that. Don't, don't be that person. So uh, folks, we're going to talk about Arizona. We're going to give you the overview, the highlight. Um, I've asked Brady to pull out his 132-page strategy article. Okay, maybe I exaggerated a little bit, but... It's long. Yeah. It takes, it's, a, it's a good one. <laughs> it takes a long time to read every bit of the strategy article that he puts together out there on the Insider. And it's... It is... And people hear me say this all the time, Brady, and it's not because you're sitting here that I say it. Uh, a lot of times when you're not sitting here, I'm telling people... If for no other reason, if not even, if if you aren't worried about draw odds because you guys have the best draw odds out there, but you just want really good strategy advice, that in itself is worth the price of admission when it comes to signing up for the Insider. And I say that because it's the first thing I read. And <laughs> these are... Like I consider these very close to my heart. Like working on these is a blast, and then reading it afterwards and looking at the big document you put together, and just like, wow, that's a lot of good information there. And I learn myself new things every year about that state. I'm I'm writing about again, and even just you know finding cool ways to report new data. That's the fun thing with data. You can always figure out how to showcase this that 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 exact graph might benefit one person differently than another person, but it might just click a light on for them. Like, whoa, this is why I need to apply in Arizona, for example, because right. of this. It's yeah. really cool. You can always, you know, help people that way and, and showcasing them, you know, really cool things with these abstract articles. Yeah, the funny part is on my phone last night, uh, we released the Wyoming video of how to hunt elk every year and, and it was the Wyoming version. Somebody said... When is Go Hunt going to have the Arizona strategy article ready? <laughs> I think it's already. Yeah, it, it was, is, is it out it's there? It's been out there since a week and week and a half now. Oh, really? Yeah. I I didn't have time to respond to him and say, "Hey, it's already there. You just need to go look for it." I'm busy releasing so many other articles in between. There, a lot of times they get paged down. But oh, maybe maybe that's it. Yeah, but, if you're going to read one, this is probably one. You even want to read more word for word because Arizona is a complicated state. Yeah, I'd say Arizona is probably even more complicated than Nevada. Mm -hmm. And Nevada is somewhat complicated, but 
I, I, I think it's easier than Arizona. Mm-hmm. So let's start with Arizona. We, we said the deadline is February 12th. Go online, go to their portal. Uh, and the very first thing, you got to buy the non-resident hunting license. $160. Yep. And if you have a youth in your house, every time I say youth, have you ever seen the movie My Cousin Vinny? Yeah. And Herman Munster is the judge. And when uh, Joe Pesci says Utes. <laughs> Utes hunters? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is, I, I've seen that movie, I don't know how many times. I laugh so hard when he says that. So whenever I say youth, <laughs> it's hard for me not to think about that piece. But $5 for a non-resident youth hunting license. It's everybody needs if you have a youngster in your house that i think what is it age 10 in mm-hmm. arizona uh you need to be taking advantage of that and not to plug something else we're talking about arizona but it pertains to arizona we started releasing a bunch of youth only application strategy articles no way yeah so i recently did one the first one was basically this alphabetical order the first five states we cover on insider so it's basically everything you need to know for how much it's going to cost that youth the strategies around you know if there is special youth tags in those states yeah, and then we were just released. We wrapped up the, the second one here, maybe a couple weeks ago. I need to Broke jump on everything. those and, and yeah. read those. Some great things for youth, like when you can yeah. start building points. You know, those special youth hunts, or you know, reduced price youth opportunities. Like, yeah, cool. Yeah, well, I so. did not know that. That's really cool. So, you first thing you got to buy your license, and the first draw for Arizona, they break it into three different draws over the course of the year. The February deadline is for elk and antelope. Later, it's deer and sheep. And then the fall draws for what? Spring turkey and javelina? Bison. And bison. Bison, yeah. Okay. So for this, since we're showing people there is a way you can hunt elk every year, uh, we're focusing just on the elk part of it. And uh, getting to your point, of how complicated Arizona is. We did our YouTube video uh, on Arizona and we stole some of your diagrams. That's I, good. I hope you don't no, mind. You, you do a good the, job of breaking it apart. Too, the, so. Those visuals that you guys put together on the Insider, I think a lot of people, you can hear something or read something, but when you see a visual that explains it, yeah. life gets a whole lot easier. So... Much like Wyoming, Arizona almost has two draws. And if you don't draw in the first part, you're automatically thrown into the next part. Am I yep. safe in saying it that way? Yeah, you basically have the, the first pass or the bonus point pass, and you have a second pass, which is just the random pass. Right. So the very first thing Arizona does for every hunt code is they take 20% of the non-resident, 20% of all the tags. 20% of all the tags. All yeah. the tags. And they put them in a pool and that draw almost is conducted like a preference point draw mm-hmm. rather than a bonus point draw. So the person with the most points is going to get the tags first. Yep. So they take 20% of the tags and let's say it's unit 10. And they say, all right, there's 30 tags here, which or, or there's 150 tags, 20% of that's 30. So the 30 people with the highest point total are going to get a tag in that first part of the draw. Yeah. And anyone who doesn't draw in that part then is going to get thrown over into what they call the one-two pass or phase two. They got all yeah, kinds of names for this stuff. 
Um, so if you have a lot of points or even a mid you know, some what I'll call six to eight points, four, maybe even four or five, you got to be thinking about that as you determine, all right, can I draw in this first pass? And your draw odds for Arizona are the best because you guys take the time to factor in. The next part I'm going to talk about is, I wonder if I should say it now or later. All right, let, let's finish this part and then we'll get to using both your choices because <laughs> people are going to be like, wait, hold on, Newberg, <laughs> you're messing me up. So 20% of the tags go in this bonus pass or phase one. Anyone who doesn't draw there based on the most points, they get thrown over into the one-two or one-two pass or second phase of the draw for the other 80% of the tags. And that's a true bonus point draw there. I got that right? No, true random now, which then they still take your bonus points into effect, determine your random number. Exactly, right. So it's 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 a true bonus point type draw where if you have 12 points and I have three, you're going to get 12 raffle tickets. I yep. get three so raffle tickets. Random. So, and then what they do is they say, all right, Brady had 12 points. Here's his lowest random number, the 12 he was assigned. Randy, you had three random or, or three random numbers, here's the lowest of them, and you go into the draw with your lowest random number. Yeah, because after they changed that draw system in 2016, now everyone actually does have slight chance. Right. Before, yeah. I think they were hurting their uh, their pocketbook a little bit because a lot right. of people thought they don't want to so, apply in Arizona because you're never going to catch that max point pool. Right. Or now, actually, some people do have a chance. Yeah, and so th with that explanation, then there's another... I'll call it umbrella or layer filter, whatever you want to say. Non-residents can get up to, they're not guaranteed, but we can get up to 10% of the tags in any hunt code. Yep. So then Arizona says, all right, we got that. But of the non-resident quota of 10%, no more than half of that or no more than 5% of the tags can go to non-residents in the first part of the draw. Yep, which that leaves that 5% for those guys who just starting out. Right. So that means that there's still going to be at least half of the non-resident quota available in the, in the 80% phase two part of the draw. And so for uh, people, non-residents especially, we got to be taking that into our strategy of how we apply. So you explain all of this, and it's like the this is one you got to read word for word and <laughs> decide, decide for how everything works in Arizona. Yeah, it's a complicated state, and the visuals, the the graphics you guys have make that very complicated part a lot easier to understand. So then, to further complicate it, Arizona looks at your first two choices, and then they go on to the next person. Because they give you what four or five total choices. Yeah, only those so first two actually matter. Matter. Yeah, yep. as a non-resident, you may as well not, don't even worry about the other choices. Just focus on your first two choices, because if your number comes up, or when they get to your random number, they're going to look at your first choice and say, "Any tags left for your first choice? Nope. All right, we're going to move to your second choice. Any tags left for your second choice? Maybe." Um, Yes, no. If if the answer is no, there's none for that choice, then they're moving on to the next person. But if there are tags available, they're going to say, 
mm, you can get one of these tags as your second choice so long as the non-resident cap is not in effect. So it's kind of this series of, of filters you end up having to go through in Arizona. Uh, but I love Arizona. I, I'm a big fan of the late rifle hunts because I don't like accumulating points. Yeah, did you see those and, those tables we built? Basically, yeah. Why did you do that? I know. Why did you do that, Brady? <laughs> yeah, there's. A, you, I think there was like 15 different units, three twenty or better trophy potential that you could 100 percent draw with five points. And I know. A lot of those are less than that too. I know. And then you see the harvest success on a lot of those. I know. And some of my favorite, I can assure you that the ones I've been applying in year after year were on your table. Yeah. You, you aren't looking me in the eye here, my friend. <laughs> but no, it's hidden, hidden, it, hidden gems. It, it's a great piece of information because I think a lot of people figure, oh, you got to have twenty points to hunt. Yeah, so a lot of people do think of Arizona as a trophy state, but yeah. I mean, we have how many people in this office drew Arizona tags this year? Really? Three? Really? Wow. Three or, three or four, and oh. some of them were you know late archery, right? Which is still mm-hmm. a really good hunt. Actually, right. the uh, my coworker um, Chris, who I drew a late archer tag this year. He actually had a better hunt on the late archer hunt in Arizona than he did on the OTC hunt for elk in Colorado. Really? He got on more bulls, got to full draw more times on the late hunt. And they're not bugling, obviously, the right. late hunt. But yeah, saw a spot in stock. Yeah, just yeah. the way it all went. He's like, that Arizona hunt was a blast. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to have a lot of points. Yeah. Well, the so what we've given you the quick overview of how this draw system works and when you factor in a 10% non-resident cap the fact that they look at your first two choices the fact that part of it is a preference point draw the first part the bonus pass and then the other 80% is a bonus point draw imagine if you were the person in charge of developing the draw odd formula for that system it gets complicated. Yeah. No. You guys have people who figure that out. And these people are, they're really fun to talk to because you just got to sometimes tell them like, hey, dumb it down for me a little bit. Their conversation yeah. get really deep really fast. They're so, <laughs> they're so smart when it comes to these numbers and how to figure it out, how the algorithms work and, you know. Yeah. So that's why most research services will say the simple odds simple are odds, you yeah. have a one in eight chance. Well, then you look at the true odds and mm-hmm. it's like, mm, I have an 0.5% chance. Yeah. <laughs> so that it's a state like Arizona where your the resources that you guys put into draw odds really shine. It's it's very very valuable. So we've kind of explained how the system works. There's always a little exception, uh, one of those except for but where if kind of things. Uh, we have filmed three hunts in Arizona in areas that are called limited opportunity units yep. where the non-resident cap of 10% does not apply. Mm-hmm. So those of you who are asking, Newberg, how do you guys draw so many Arizona tags? First of all, we don't apply in the units that are high demand. Second of all, usually one of our choices, one of the either first or second choice, will be one of these limited opportunity hunts where we know we're not going to be subject to the 10% cap. Yeah, there's that limited opportunity and then pop- population management hunt, I think right. they call it too. Yeah, and don't be fooled by that. What Arizona calls limited opportunity 
in a lot of the states I hunt, in the state where I live in Montana, we'd call that a really good opportunity. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I've never done the late archery. Uh, They have the best draw odds of any of the hunts Mm -hmm. in Arizona. Then followed by late rifle. Then (laughs) followed by early archery. Then followed by... I, I guess I'm going back. I should go the other way. The worst draw odds are early rifle, oh, yeah. followed by early archery, then late rifle, and then late archery. Would that be the best yeah. way to play it? Mm-hmm. Those yeah. late archery hunts, you're definitely going to, you know, that spot and stock aspect. You deal with broken up bulls, but mm-hmm. you're hunting elk. Right. And you're hunting Arizona elk, Arizona elk. Which have an amazing age class, which has tons of public land, and these bulls are still there. It's mm-hmm. just, yeah, it's going to be hard to get, hard to do it, but you're going to get to go a lot more often than waiting every eight years or 10 years or however long it would take to draw the September archery hunt. Mm-hmm. So have you taken the Arizona hunter education class? Unfortunately, no. No? I know. What Am I going to have to talk to the folks here so that you can go down just, to yeah, King, Kingman me, and take Let me take go drive them? over there. Yeah. Every, I, every time I see those pop up and I'm instantly about to, you know, click submit, something comes up and mm-hmm. then the next day I'm like, I need to do it now. Yeah. And they're gone. Oh man. Yeah. I, but I took it in 2007. And so what we're talking about here is uh, in addition to getting a bonus point every year you're unsuccessful, Arizona has two other, or is it just the, the loyalty uh, and the... Uh, yeah, I, I like to consider it's four total in a way. Okay. So you, can either, you can either apply and be unsuccessful or you can just purchase a bonus point. Okay. But you still have to buy the hunting license, but you can right. purchase it with that hunt code. Right. So either of those... So you're unsuccessful, you get a bonus point. Mm-hmm. You go into the draw and you buy your license and say, look, I'm not putting in this year. I just want a point because my calendar's full or whatever. So that's the second way to, mm-hmm. to gain a point. The third is take the hunter education class, which they have this not one day non-resident hunter education class. You have to have a hunter ed certificate from your home state. And you go there and I think the class I sat in on, I bet you that was a 12 hour class. I, by the time you sit in one of those uh, like uh, these metal folding chairs for 12 hours, they make you earn it. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's miserable sitting there, but then you get a permanent point that never goes away. Yep, that one you never lose. And then the last is the loyalty bonus point. So if you apply for any species for five consecutive years, after that fifth consecutive application, you get another point for what's called a loyalty bonus point. Yep, and the... Big key thing is to remember about the loyalty point. Once those five years come up, never, ever skip a year because you will go back to zero. Then you have to gain your five years again. Yeah. So if you ever have a break in applications, you lose that loyalty point. So don't, like Brady's saying, don't ever do that one. Once once you've reached the five years and you got the point, be very diligent about it. Because at that point, you're automatically... You know, starting with a lot of lot more points than more people when right. they draw, and especially mm-hmm. if you have that automatic hunter's ed one, mm-hmm. that's one. And a lot of those late, yeah. uh, limited opportunity hunts don't take a lot of points. Right. So be like Randy. I have both the loyalty point and the hunter ed point. So I drew elk in Arizona 2017 on a limited opportunity hunt. Got to go hunt elk. I shot a bull on October 5th. He was bugling. 
And it's a lot of fun to hunt elk with a rifle in early <laughs> October. Sure. Uh, shot that. So my points go to zero because I drew in 2017. Come 2018, since I already have my loyalty point, my bonus point, instead of going into the draw with zero points, I went in with two points. I didn't draw, but now in 2019, I have my point I acquired in 2018. So now, here it is, I'm going in with three points this year. And uh, not that that means I'll necessarily draw, but with three points, I'm just looking at what are the late rifle hunts that have the best odds or I'll probably put one of the late rifle hunts as my first choice that's a little harder odds, and then my second choice will be one that's got easier odds. Yeah. I'm, I just love those late rifle hunts. And just Did I say late archery earlier? I meant late rifle. Yeah, I think you said late rifle still. Okay, yeah. all right. So I just, we go and do a lot of those, and they're a ton of fun. You're hunting elk in the late season mode. Uh, the season always opens the, for, I think the last Friday in November, and they give away a lot of tags. That's how Arizona provides so much opportunity without damaging the resource. Mm-hmm. Those late rifle hunts and those late archery hunts are tough hunts. Yep. Yeah, a guy in the our office this year drew a late rifle hunt. Yeah. And he said it was a tough hunt, but again, it's all a lot of animals. Yeah. And he got a gorgeous six by six bull. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, cool. So those those are things that I hope that kind of is. You know, what else? I, I know we're missing a bunch more of these exception things for mm-hmm. Arizona. Um, your your strategy articles talk about expectations and how to manage your points. Um, a couple of things okay. I might bring up is the, sure. the point guard. Oh, yeah, yeah, bring that up because that's really important. So what was that now? Was that 2016 they implemented point guard? Yep. It was very recent here. Yep. So basically, it's a peace of mind that knowing in Arizona, you can surrender your tag and get your points back. Right. And it's just, all you have to do is have the portal account. I think it's an extra $5. Five bucks. But the thing to note, you can only use that once. Yep. So let's say you drew an elk tag. Once per species. Once per species, yep. So if you drew an elk tag this year and decide to use your point guard, you'll get all your points back. And so next year, let's say you somehow drew again, you could not use point guard again. Your point guard's over for that species. But Yeah, so... That uh, a lot of people ask me, well, what if I drew two tags in one year? Well, jump up and down and celebrate because you lucked out. Uh, but that point guard is kind of insurance or and safety. You never net, know but, what's going to come up in your life that you right. can't go hunting. And Yeah, so I would tell people, yeah, you got to apply through the portal. Don't click on the thing of I want to apply as a guest. If you don't have a portal account, you can't do the point guard thing. So that's a very important part. What else you got that I'm looking? Um, I'd probably mention too that on party applications, you can apply. Um, if you're a resident, you can apply with a non-resident. Right. But your application is going to be treated as a non-resident. Yeah. So just a lot of people know that. That. Yeah. Something to think about ahead of time. Not to if your resident friend's not going to draw when he should have drawn. It's like, well, because yeah. you both applied as non-resident. So. <laughs> yeah. And I wish when I lived in Arizona and I went to college there, I would have been smart enough to buy a lifetime license. Yeah. Because those who are that smart, even if they move away and become a non-resident, they're no longer subject to the 10% non-resident. Yep, forever they will be a resident. Dang. 
Ah, that was my chance. Maybe I just got to move to Arizona for a couple of years. I mean, I'll move there with you for, for a little bit if you need to. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to have as well. Oh, gosh. And the things that we do to try give us a slight edge to yeah. draw an extra tag, right? And <laughs> my wife heard me say that. She'd be beating me with a newspaper. <laughs> what else you got there in your, I mean, your, I might your mention- pile of notes? I might mention too that it's just a in the big scheme of things. Yeah, you have to buy a hundred sixty dollar hunting license, mm-hmm. but you don't have to upfront all the fees right away. Oh, that's good too. I so mean, it actually, it's relatively yeah. cheap to apply in Arizona. Once you have that one hundred sixty dollars, you just got to right. start applying for. It. You know, you have application fees per species from there on out. So you might right. as well do your elk. You might as well go throughout the whole gamut of all the species. Yeah, and that that's what I do. I I use that license investment to apply for elk. Apply for antelope, and then I do desert bighorn, and I do deer in June, mm-hmm. and then I do javelina, and I do everything else in the October draw, which is for the spring hunts. And I just got back from my yep. annual over-the-counter deer tag, archery deer tag. See, so a person like you is utilizing that 160 very oh, wisely. I'm getting so much value out of that, and and I know some people say, "Well, I, I can't go to Arizona in December or January to do an archery." over-the-counter deer hunt. I get that. But if you can, you've already made the investment. Mm -hmm. Go do it. There's a lot of deer there. If you're a better hunter than I am, which isn't hard to be better than I am, odds are you're going to arrow a deer. Have you ever... I've hunted it, and it was probably one of the funnest deer hunts I've been on. Yeah. We, no joke, averaged a stock and a half a day, and we almost got to full draw on, like... once per day as well. Really? And, and just you- rutted up deer, going crazy. We hunted an area that did have mule deer and coos deer. Okay. And it was super fun. Like, and then yeah. I, you know, I shot a javelina and yep. you know, made spicy chorizo out of it. I think javelina is <laughs> amazing. Like, it I can't is. wait to go back and hunt them again. It's just in that time of year too. For a lot of people, it's you know relatively decent temperatures. You know, it is cold in the morning, and then right. you know, it kind of gets you know decently warm in the afternoon. But yeah. And Arizona has so much public land. Yeah. And I, so we hunted down there, and I think I only saw one other person I the know. whole time. That's the crazy part. I don't even know if they were hunters. Like, yeah. we really had no, no, no people interfering with our, our hunt and just deer everywhere. Yeah. Like, even like we camped, you know, just like main, main base camp. We were making stocks out of our main base camp because there was just deer constantly around our camp. Hmm. Like, there's that <laughs> much deer down there that we didn't have to go far to find animals once we, once we had a base camp going. So, yeah. So, how many points do you have in Arizona for elk? Elk, I have I have six points right six. now. Six. Ooh, yeah. you holding out for an archery hunt? I know you're a big archer. I'm going to, I'm going to still hold out for him for a while. Oh, yeah. After, Ever seen what Neville did in the late archer hunt? I think that'd be fun. But right now with yeah. my points, it's like yeah. I I I figure for me personally, Arizona is a you know one of those trophy states. Yeah, that you know I can I can still go to better states like Wyoming, Montana. I can go to hunt Idaho if I right. want to for for elk. But for me right now, it's one of those states. Just hold on to it, but still, yet yeah, like we just said, the hundred sixty dollars I will use that in so many other ways in Arizona and come back and hunt deer with it. So yeah. For for me on this idea that we're talking about hunt elk every year, Arizona is a midterm or long term option. It's you might luck out and it'll be a short term option, but the likelihood is it's a midterm and by midterm I'm saying like four to seven years, maybe eight years, or a long term option where maybe it takes double digit points if you're really holding out for one of the great ones. But I I understand why people would just buy points and not apply as if their calendar is already 
you know, obligated. But if your calendar isn't obligated, like you said, since you don't have to front all the money, it's the same price whether you buy a point or apply. And it's like buying that, that, a $15 raffle ticket. And now you have a chance. Yeah. So you might as well throw your name in and such as buying points. Yeah. So the other part is Arizona, as, as far as the elk tag itself, it's 600 and some dollars. I can't remember what it is, which is still a chunk of money. But when you compare it to Wyoming or Montana, oh gosh, don't even compare it to or, Montana. Or, yeah. Or Nevada or Utah or New Mexico, it's less expensive. Mm-hmm. Than all of those states, I guess it's about the same price as Colorado. Uh, and by the time you add the license and the elk tag together, it's close to the same price in Idaho. But for the quality and the age class in Arizona, it's it's a screaming deal. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm almost starting to think about those late rifle hunts too, and just saying, hey, I can hunt, I can hunt more yeah. if I just decide to use my points wisely in Arizona. Yeah. So with Arizona. Um, I, I think people, they, you have the vision of, all right, I want to hunt in September when they're bugling either because they do some rifle and muzzleloader hunts in September. But even if you're in the late archery or late rifle, the success rates are still way higher than most other states in the West. The bull to cow ratios are way higher. Oh, yeah. It's... And we already talked about that public land percentage is some yeah. of the highest in the West too. And, yeah. and you're still hunting those bulls that earlier in September, you know, had trophy potentials of 320, 330. They're still mm-hmm. there on the late rifle hunts and the yeah. late rifle hunts are more attainable than those early hunts. Yeah. And, and yeah, you're talking about harvest success and those harvest success and those late hunts are hovering around 40%. That's just crazy. 40%. 40% for a late rifle harvest, bull elk harvest mm-hmm. percentage. The biggest elk I've ever missed in my life, I missed in Arizona on a late rifle hunt. Yeah. I was filming myself. Oh, yeah. We split up. We, we'd seen the bull. It was at 480 yards, and my son Matthew, I said, are you comfortable with that shot? I'm not. He said, no, let's try to get closer. Well, it took us a day to relocate the bull, and it disappeared. We split up. So my camera guy and Matthew go one way, and when you're filming... Your camera guy always says, you can't shoot unless it's on film. So he hands me the small camera and says, you go that way, but I better not hear a shot without you filming it. So I see the bull. I, I think it's over where they're at. It somehow made a big turn and came my direction. And I look and I'm in these burnt oaks because I have a lot of gamble oak there. Or I'm in the burnt oaks. So I finally, it takes me forever to find a filming lane through those oaks. And then I try to get a shooting lane, and there is none. So uh-huh. I got to move 20 yards to the right of my camera to find a shooting lane. It's just eating up time. In the interim, the bull moves. Now I got to walk back over to the camera, readjust it to where he's at. And now the bull below him is looking around like, I don't like this. Something's up. And like an idiot, I f- he was quartering away. It was a pretty tight quartering shot. <sighs> I forgot there was a strong crosswind going across uh, the canyon. And you can see the first bullet goes right in front of him. And then the second bull, bullet hits a limb that's right on the tip of his shoulder. So the second the second shot was going to miss even if it wouldn't have to hit that limb. But I was so confident in my first shot. I thought I hit him the first shot. Oh, no. I'm like, oh, well, I'm going to put him down. Yeah. 
Well, then he just walks off, and there was snow, and I walked over there, and I couldn't find any blood. Well, then I'd look at it, and I'm like, oh, Randy, you idiot. But that was a late rifle hunt, and every late rifle hunt we've ever been on, I think we've seen at least one bull that's 320, or in some cases, bigger. Yeah. You think about that? That's... 320 bulls are really big bulls. Oh, I hear yeah. people say, oh, I don't shoot anything over 340. Well, I do. <laughs> I, I, shoot, I shoot a lot of those things under 340. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Arizona has that potential. Arizona Gosh. has those opportunities. So what else do we need to tell them? Because all this stuff is out on your insider, this strategy article that you were just given highlights from. Uh, the filtering uh, uh, can can really be helpful in Arizona because it, it, you know you have the filtering by public land percentage, by possible trophy potential, by draw odds, by mm-hmm. all kinds of things. Yep, yep. Locale, um, public land, mm-hmm. you now filter by draw odds even. Yeah. Or short by draw odds. So. Right. And you guys have those draw odds out there. Um, really the, the true draw odds, not just some simplified, oh, this is good enough. For me, the... Mm-hmm. Winging it is not good enough for me. Yeah. I want the real deal. Because if you don't have the real deal, you're only going to be applying and never have a chance to draw. And you're only getting older. Yeah. Everyone's <laughs> getting older. No matter what age you are now, you're still getting older. Yeah. Let's hope everybody's getting older. Yeah. You know, people, I complain about, oh, man, this getting old sucks. Think about the alternative. Nah, I'll, I'll take the getting older yep. stuff. But so, uh, folks, I, I know I said in the beginning uh, that, if you sign up for the Insider, uh, where all this information is at, uh, it'll you will spend hours. Uh, I can assure you that if you sign up for the Insider, you have just obligated hours and hours and hours of your time reading strategy articles, doing filtering in the system, research and draw odds. Um, but it's how you are going to gain some advantage in applying for tags and getting to go hunting. And if you do that, use promo code Randy and uh, the gear shop they have here at Go Hunt, you're going to get a really cool $50 credit in that gear shop. Am I right in that? Yep. yep. Cool. So there you have it. A lot of good gear options back there too for everyone. Yeah. If you saw these folks here, they're gear junkies. I think all of us are kind of a gear yeah, junkie. You, gotta it, be in, you get there. If you're not right now, you'll, you'll eventually get there. <laughs> yeah. For gear junkies coming to go hunting, uh, strolling through the, the warehouse of the, the gear shop is definite. You say, oh, I'll just walk through there real quick. Half hour later, you're still inspecting some of the stuff that's out there. But anyhow, folks, it's, it's because of Go Hunt that these bonus episodes that we're doing are available. So I uh, hope you go there and sign up. They they want to make sure that we're giving people the at least as much as what we can. Uh, and I don't want to drag on for two or three hours, two hours like some of our podcasts are. These are just little, you know, as whenever we're, we get near a deadline, we're going to throw them out there. And they're in addition to our normal podcast. So, Brady, I can't thank you. You got any closing things I might have missed? No, I think we have a lot of really good information in this one. Yeah. So. Makes me excited for Arizona. I know. I I, gotta, I haven't applied yet. I haven't either. No. I got to get home. I've been on the road. Well, I've been in Arizona for 10 yeah. days hunting javelina and uh, archery coos deer and myrn squail. And then I had chacha. So I got to get my butt home. 
and start cranking on my research. It's crunch time right now. Like it's more out. exciting. I mean, it's the, the fun time here, research planning, figuring out where you can go hunting. and Yeah. So by the time this is all done, folks, Brady promises me you're going to go elk hunting this year, whether it's because you drew a tag or when we get to the point of giving you the over-the-counter and leftover options, there is a way for everyone to go elk hunting every year. There 100% is. Yeah. And it's if a they, great thing about the West. And if they don't, the old, you can lead a horse to water, right? Yep. You can't make them drink. But we're trying. We're leading you there. We're leading you all the way down the path. So, Brady, thanks so much. Really hey. appreciate appreciate your time. And uh, I'm going to get out of your hair because I've really been an imposition to you the last few weeks. <laughs> oh, no. You're always, always welcome. All right. Thanks thank, for having me. Thank you. Thanks for listening, folks. Hope you get your Arizona application in. And uh, the next one, uh, I think we're going to dive into Utah.